We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's talk some more Chiefs football and welcome in former Chiefs wide receiver, member of the Chiefs radio network. You'll hear him on the call Sunday afternoon in Denver, along with Mitch Holtis and Josh Klingler, of course, Dane and Hughes. And Dane, we will get to the Chiefs in a second, but next week also I think is our company a holiday party, and I'm, I'm told there's karaoke at the bar, and I must say I think it was your son's birthday either today or yesterday, and there was a video you posted of you singing some karaoke. So I must ask, are you, are you going to show up? Are you going to try to impress everybody or, I guess, uh, <laughs> embarrass Cody? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to show up. Let's see if Barbershop shows up too. Maybe we can – Get a little duet going, a players-only duet <laughs> with uh, me and Barbershop on the karaoke. I think I might be down for that. What's your, what's your duet of choice if it's you and Barber? Well, uh, normally me and my son, even though I think on that video we did uh, Black Street or maybe it was Poison or something like that, but um, normally my son and I, we do Regulate. Oh, nice. That's our that's our go to that's our go to song regulate. So I am like I'm a chameleon, guys. I, I don't know if you guys know that, but I'm a chameleon. I can I can go through all kind of genres. If I get enough oil in me, you know, we'll be <laughs> really fun. Well, now I now I want to do a duet with you, Dane, and I wasn't even planning on singing. <laughs> you got to man. You can't go to a karaoke joint and not sing. Alex like, says he won't do it. He said he turned down five hundred dollars once. He yeah, will not Dana, sing in front of people. It's not my thing, Dana. It's just not my thing. Oh my goodness, bro! You gotta, you gotta be able to put put the <laughs> ego aside, put the, get some humility, have some fun. If you're there with a bunch of people that are just looking to have fun. Like, have some fun. You know, you only live <laughs> once, man. That's how this game's starting to feel for me, Dana, where it's just like, ah, hey, just go out there and have some fun because as much hype as this movie would have had before the season, right? Like, wow, Broncos, Chiefs, Sunday night football. What a difference. Game's flexed out. It's at 3 o'clock. This game has no juice because of just how bad Denver is on offense. Well, yeah, I would say that. But at the same time, there's a lot of pride. There's a lot of dignity that is involved with professional athletes. And, you know, not only are you having a losing season, but we've had your number for 13 straight games which is pretty much unheard of. Well, I, did, I looked at the stats yesterday. I think the Bills and Patriots may have gone longer, and the Niners and Rams are, I think those are the only two situations that might have been longer streaks losing against one other opponent than us uh, against the Broncos and the dominance that we've had in recent years. So uh, I feel like that's probably the message. I've known Nate Hackett since he was, a middle schooler, his dad, uh, Paul Hackett, was my offensive coordinator here with Kansas City. So when he was just running around being a ball boy, like I've known him and seen his growth. You know he's having some struggles and some challenges there, and who knows how much of a leash they'll have for him at the end of the season. But I do know he'll probably – he's definitely presenting that message that, hey, guys, like we got to start – 
getting better in the division. Once once we start getting better in the division, then those other games will will be able to fall in their favor. And and um, so there's some pride out there, and I feel like Denver they'll they'll battle. And right now they're in spoiler mode, so they're going to try to spoil our chances to to host another AFC championship. And that's why Dane and on the Chiefs end, you know, I know sometimes when there's an opponent you're facing that uh, everybody views, okay, their season's done or that you should just run all over them, uh, that you worry about trap game and things like that. But that is not at all what I'm thinking, even for the rest of the season with any of these quote unquote lesser opponents like the Texans in a week or so. Also, the Chiefs are, are right there to get the number one seed. That's what they still have in front of them. They can lock up this division this weekend and they can still go and get the number one seed. I think if they went out, because I believe Buffalo is going to slip up. Well, yeah, I looked at the schedule for the Dolphins, the Bills, um, and I will say, who else was it? Dolphins, Bills, our uh, schedule. Cincinnati's uh, maybe? Cincinnati's schedule, and we definitely have the easiest schedule mm-hmm. left. Uh, we, you know, we've weathered the storm, so to speak, but at the same time, there are teams, there are players fighting for their careers on losing teams right now. So they're going to come out with some energy. Uh, on each of these teams and, and make no mistake about it. Houston will be the same way next week. Uh, and then around the holidays where we got the two home games, which I am so thankful to the schedule makers. I mean, how cool is that? Is that we in the chief's kingdom, we can stay home for Christmas and new year's and not play on either day. Like that's like <laughs> on new year's Eve or Christmas, we don't have to play. So I feel like, yeah, we got the upper hand. The other, the other teams, they got some, some work ahead of them, especially the Bills. And there's one place, like, I don't, I don't think I'd mind going to Miami if we had to, but I definitely don't want to go to Buffalo. So I'm rooting against them every single week when possible so that we don't have to uh, match up out there in Western New York. Look, I don't want them to go there either, Danon, but at this point, considering last week's result and the way that it's gone, I think I'd rather go to Buffalo than play Cincinnati anywhere. Uh, no, I'd rather go to Cincinnati. I, I, I just feel like, yeah, it's going to be cold there. Uh, the fans are not as rabid as Buffalo. Buffalo is pretty darn close to the Chiefs in regards to how their fans are involved. Like, they live and die Buffalo Bills football, and we still have the best fans in the world. We know that. But Buffalo, like, people sleep on Buffalo uh, and their fan base and how rabid they are at games and the fact that there would be so many, you know, story like we've ended their season the last two years, like literally ended their season. And um, like, I feel like that may not be the right place for us, uh, but Cincinnati, like they got our number, but I feel like that game would be different with all the chips on the line. Now we said that this past week and we said that earlier this year in the AFC championship, but I just, I just have a feeling like these games, they were so close, but they came down to that one mistake or that one play that we did not make. We didn't hit Joe Burrow. We didn't turn the ball out. We didn't get turnovers. They got turnovers. I feel like that would change. We're talking to former Chiefs wide receiver Danian Hughes. You can hear him tonight on Players Only along with Sean Barber from 6 to 7 on 610 Sports Radio. When I, when I look at the wide receiver core for Kansas City right now. You got McCole Harmon still on IR. Andy mentioned yesterday that maybe he has a chance to practice next week, but we know that Kadarius Tony was at practice yesterday. 
How vital is it that they get at least one of these two guys back? Because we looked at some of the red zone numbers, Dana, and McCall Hardman, a much bigger red zone factor than maybe we all realized in, in helping out this offense. And we know Tony maybe is a guy that can fill that like role. I feel like there's definitely been some miss, missing opportunities. And one aspect of the offense, not that you make a habit of going east and west. So if you're looking on onto a field north-south, there's a downhill towards the end zone, east-west is towards the sidelines. But if you see some some of the efficiencies that we've had on offense, specifically with those guys, it's usually to the sidelines. And using their speed and how elusive they are in the open field to generate yardage and stretch defenses sideways as opposed to just vertically. We don't have that guy right now. Sky Moore kind of has been in that hybrid mode where you've seen the whirlybird motion and the jet sweep motions and stuff like that. I, I believe he had a handoff last week and, and got a good game. But there's just something different when Tony or McCall Hardman are out there that I think they garner much more respect sideline to sideline. Remember how we took advantage of the, the strong, so-called strong 49ers defense by exposing Nick Bosa on the edge with those jet sweeps? That's one aspect of our offense that we're missing, that, that horizontal threat, sideline to sideline, as opposed to just the vertical threat. Dana, I think it would have been easy in the offseason to say that the lack of weapons or that vertical threat because Tyreek Hill was going to be gone was going to be like one of the fatal flaws for this team. But as we were going through our list yesterday of the things that we thought could cost them in a playoff game, none of those came up. If, if you think there's a single thing that worries you the most in a big-time game for the Chiefs right now, what is it? Creating turnovers, flipping the field. Uh, we are of the bottom in the NFL in creating turnovers. Uh, it's an anomaly that we are at the top of the AFC or one of the top teams in the AFC with the giveaway-takeaway ratio that we have. I believe we're right at minus four. Yeah, it's like sixth um, worst or fifth worst in the NFL. Yeah, and that doesn't happen. I mean, going back to my days playing, it was always drilled into us that the giveaway-takeaway ratio was pretty much equivalent to uh, or correlated to your success on the field and wins and losses specifically. So to have a 9-3 and three team that we are and have that ratio be on the opposite side of the spectrum is truly unique, truly unique. So to me, our defense has to be a little bit more opportunistic. We, we need guys like, to me, one of the aspects of our defense that I was begging for happened to us in Travis Kelsey getting stripped. Like, when was the last time we saw that second defender, when Nick Bolton is st stood up a ball carrier, or when Willie Gay has stood up a ball carrier, or Justin Reed, where that second and third guy came in specifically to try to rip the ball out? That's, that's the aspect of, that we're missing on defense. We need those guys not to just lower hits. Like, I'd give up two extra yards to uh, a Samaje Pirine or, uh, you know, any running back that we're facing, Latavius Murray this week. I'd give up a couple extra yards if that second guy was trying to pull the ball out while he was getting those two extra yards. Like, that's the aspect that I, we got to capitalize on flipping the field, getting us that one extra, one or two extra possessions, and let Patrick Mahomes do his, 
do is magic. I'm just worried they don't have the dudes for it or the dude. You know, like I go back through each of the previous teams, Dana, and it's Marcus Peters did that or Eric Berry did that or Justin Houston did that. I, I don't I don't feel like they have that one player that just gets the ball for you. Well, uh, and you remember, those guys used to get a little killed in, in media because they weren't big hitters, especially like Marcus Peters. He was always going for the ball. Oh, yeah. But I didn't have a problem with that because that's not what you're enlisting those guys to do. Like, we don't need a Dale Carter or a James Hasty that's going to lower the boom on somebody when they from a cornerback position. We already have that with LeJarrius Sneed. I think those other guys, and they're rookies, so they don't know yet that that can be a strength of theirs. Trent McDuffie, Joshua Williams, especially Joshua Williams. Uh, long, how long he is, six foot three. Like, he could be that force and, and utilize that component to his defense and just add it to a part of his game. Uh, I played with one of the greats to ever wear the jersey in Albert Lewis. I mean, he's going up for the Hall of Fame in part because of that kind of approach, that he was always about stripping the ball, didn't really care about lowering, dropping the hammer on a, defense, on, a, on a running back or a receiver. And these young guys have to kind of indoctrinate that into their game. I feel like they can grow in that when they get away from feeling like they got to put a big hit on somebody. Former Chiefs wide receiver Dayton Hughes, you'll hear him on the call this Sunday on the Chiefs radio network out in Denver. And, of course, tonight, again, players only from 6 to 7. It'll be Dayton, Sean Barber right here on 610 Sports Radio. Thanks, man. We'll listen tonight. All right, fellas. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.